Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, before we get going with the full show, one of our microphones decided to play up, so Benroy's audio is a little bit all over the place, so don't get too annoyed. For now, though, on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. And Rich Hudson. I'm debating whether to say hello there as well. Like <laughs> hello, hello, I'm there. Doom Eternal, counting the days until <laughs> Doom Eternal. Seven days. It's only seven days. You know how many hours that is? It's not many. That. Yes, many. Someone on Twitter tweets me every single time. I'm currently tweeting every day with mm-hmm. a gif from Doom Eternal saying, it's this many days, and every <laughs> single one, this guy sends me back a tweet with like, I don't know, like this many days, this many minutes. Oh, God. Wow. Someone's definitely keeping score. Yeah, Last of Us 2, Cyberpunk, Doom. I will say at this point, because um, I can finally say that I have a code of Doom Eternal. The review is coming next Tuesday. Um, so whoever's listening to this, come back on Tuesday. I don't know what time, um, but at some point next week, you'll be able to find out what our thoughts on Doom Eternal are. Um, but for this uh, podcast, we thought we'd do another question pod using the hashtag WCGP over on Twitter, where you can leave all sorts of thoughts and bits and bobs you'd like us to talk about. Um, so please head over there after this podcast and leave some different thoughts for next time. Um, for now, though, first question comes from Curtis Rio Sewell, who says, what are some game trailers that got you the most excited for and did they live up to it. For me, the one that comes to mind is Planet Coaster's launch trailer. Hmm. Oh, this is what you meant about Planet Coaster? Yeah. Question. Uh, yes, <laughs> a lot of hype for that. Uh, also, a lot of hype for the Planet Zoo trailer. Mm. Um, when that first came, because that was kind of out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Surprise, we're doing a zoo version of Coaster. I'm like, cool. I mean, actually, I'm actually wearing a Planet He's fronting. I'm wearing a Planet Coaster He's t-shirt fronting. today, right now. <laughs> Um, no, I, I can agree with that. Planet because Planet Coaster was like the return of the Roller Coaster Tycoon stuff. It had been dead for so yeah. many years. Yeah, it was dead for like 12 years. Tycoon 3 was 2004. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the the franchise, that that genre just had nothing. Mm-hmm. Wait, I say it had nothing. In reality, it did have a lot of stuff. You had Thrillville, Scream Ride. These were all frontier oh God, games Scream as well. Ride. Um, but they just, nothing really captured that same full-on management sim mm. like Tycoon did. And mm-hmm. then obviously Atari went and shagged Tycoon to bits and ruined it. <laughs> and then Frontier, who did Tycoon 3, went, hey, we'll do our own one, did Planet Coaster, and suddenly the genre's back again. Hence why mm-hmm. I want to say that the success of things like Planco mm-hmm. has w- is the reasons why things like Two Point Hospital have come back. Oh, Two Points Immaculate as well. Yeah, it's like, I think that's the, the resurgence of that kind of genre is mm. so, so good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, for, for trailers for me, uh, just very, very aptly right now, I keep going back and watching the init- the original Doom Eternal reveal at E3. Oh, uh-huh. A really short one that just had it like panning through, the camera panning through like a hell, like hellscape on earth. And then there's like a sort of slap bassy sort of, um, sort of half played E1M1 mm-hmm. before Duplass steps on that skull. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> mm. um, but we, we did it. We did a chatty on this ages ago. And the, what I said for that was the ori- original Black Ops 2 trailer. Yeah. And they revealed that Frank Woods was alive after he supposedly killed himself mm-hmm. uh, in, in Black Ops 1. And it said, hey, it's in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 the goosebumps when that trailer <laughs> came out in 2011 or 2012. I think sometimes there's, there's an art to doing like an immaculate reveal. Like sometimes they can just, they can absolutely nail it. Benroy, what was your most goosebump inducing trailer? 
So I, I've got like two answers here. For Gears mm-hmm. Groups, uh, I'm going to go a bit back in time now. I feel sick saying we're going back in time with this. So Gears Group. <laughs> right, yeah. Gears, like, uh, we're seeing all the heroes from the franchise at this, mm. at this point fending off the last standing against the land. But I think those undertones of um, Mad World in there as well. Didn't, in that trailer, didn't they hint that Dom was going to die as well? Uh, or they showed him like struggling more than everyone else? The first one they showed is basically, it's not part of the game, but like everyone that was sort of left fighting mm. just like a broken city, just like everyone there. Mm-hmm. And being surrounded by locusts one side and Lambert the other, and just like the just uh, Mad World mm-hmm. in there a bit as well. But like that brought me because like the Mad World, obviously, as we know, it goes all the way back to Gears One. Mr. Gary Jules, it just it's through. Mm-hmm. But um, more a recent one, Resident Evil Two. Just like you know that <laughs> that rat tease, right? Just that rat tease, and just like wait, what is what? Yeah, what, what, why is there a PlayStation One? It was, and then you realize it's the the res- watching that in the morning before work. Mm-hmm. I. I was just sitting there screaming. Like, How <laughs> like it was like realizing that they were going back to the old school stuff as well. Or just like, at least in terms of just graphics, like it just looked phenomenal from the get-go. And then yeah. obviously it turned out to be this, like, because we're talking about things that lived up to the hype as well. Like obviously Black Ops did and Resident Evil 2 is immaculate. Um, for me, it's, yeah, we talked about it on the chatty face that we did. I mentioned Halo 3. Um, I'm going to have to go... Through the smoke. Yes, the, yeah, the whole bit when Cortana is saying, like, I am your shield, I am your sword, and, and Master Chief comes back through the smoke. The piece of music that Marty O'Donnell wrote for that background where it's those three piano notes that repeat it's just oh, literally makes me cry every single time I think it's a phenomenal the thumbnail is literally you crying <laughs> I remember putting tears on your oh, face God. in photoshop say, um, when Joel says what are you doing kiddo in the first last of us two yeah days, the chill that went up my spine and caused my eye to almost tear a bit <laughs> I was like oh this is happening again. I know that's the thing like when you realise like in last of us's case I realised how much I genuinely love those people as if they were real people and I care about everything that they're going to do next um, I, do, I do find myself on YouTube a lot looking back at those like biggest reactions from trailers mm. at E3 like when they first reveal Last of Us 2 and it was the the couple of shots and the music and it's like oh this, this looks very Last of Us and then you see the fireflies uh, yeah. lower spray paint yeah. on the stop sign and everyone goes absolutely We actually nuts. we should totally do a separate pod on the best reveals because God of War uh, the reboot when Kratos steps out the shadow and you realise that's what this game is The um, music brings you into Yeah yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh my god, is that what they're going to do? And then the reveal's phenomenal. I, I'll quickly mention Metal Gear Solid 2 as well, the fact that they were going to do another one, and then the graphics at the time. Still, MGS2's graphics are pretty outstanding like mm-hmm. for, for a PS2 game, um, and Snake just appearing out of like the rain and everything on the bridge. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. We might end up doing a whole separate pod on them, because there's so many to get, to get hyped for. Um, this next question comes from Donald Og, who says, which game has the best DLC? And I can immediately start out. Oh, go on. I want to start out, because I have <laughs> my hand up, and you can't see it. It's true. Uh, I think Left Behind. Ooh. I mean, for Last of Us, I replayed it recently mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. to clear up some of the old trophies, you know, win that water gun fight, uh, <laughs> throw some bricks at a car. Uh-huh. And it's just it's just so nice to play... The, the, I, I like really, a calmer moment in the I series. I wish it was all non-combat. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a bit, the bits that with combat kind of do work. It's more like you have to scurry around. Mm. And then got, at the very end, you've got, like, fight what feels like 100 men with just like, a two a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because Left Behind is the the flashback or the prequel bit where you play as uh, Ellie and Riley. Uh, Ellie and Riley and also Ellie when she's getting the bits to heal Joel up. And the Ellie and Riley mm. stuff is great. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Like, even to the point when Ellie's like, what's a Facebook when you go to take your pictures and you have to upload the pictures to your Facebook mm-hmm. to get them out in the photo booth? I think it's so rare that, like, a DLC, like, meaningfully adds to a narrative. Like, you don't, you hear, like, I think she mentions Riley a couple of times. She says that she had a friend, she had someone yeah. in her past, um, you know, and that's one of the reasons why she wanted to give herself 
for the fireflies and you don't they don't go there with that they just let it you know go up to your mind's you eye find her dog tag in ellie's bag when you become ellie mm. and you look in there but mm-hmm. apart from that like you never really hear the name riley or anything yeah and then actually finding out like how close they were and i love the way that dlc ends like it's just in terms of like how like i said how close they get without spoiling it's great um and then yeah i thought that meaningfully added to it rich what's your favorite dlc oh uh, just uh. staying on brand uh, <laughs> you can't have planet coaster twice I can't. No, you can't. Not, I mean, Planet Coast. I wasn't going to say Planet Coast, but <laughs> there's a lot of good DLCs for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I would go back to Tycoon Three, 2004, when they when they released Soaked, which was the ability to build water parks. Oh man, that's cool. Parks. It's, the, it's still the thing we're waiting for. Planet can you make Coast, a log so. flume? I mean, you can make log flume in the base game. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, they, they did a whole DLC to make water parks. You mm-hmm. build pools, you build slides, you build all sorts of things. Like, Pretty game for that. It's like, it almost felt like an entire game plopped right. on top. Uh, and then staying on brand for me, uh, in uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, uh, during Infinite Warfare's life cycle, mm. like, yeah, we'll forget this game exists, they released uh, the Zombies Chronicles DLC. Oh, okay. Which was uh, eight remastered maps from the previous three games mm-hmm. uh, into Black Ops 3, which is still the best game for the zombies mode in my opinion right right give you hey here's pay pay 20 quid get eight remastered maps like fully remastered ground up and it was amazing and it's like it's it is the most if, if anyone wants to play the zombies mode that mm-hmm. is the first thing i would suggest is get black ops right 3, right get zombies chronicles the, the base maps in black ops 3 are good mm-hmm. the dlc maps for that are also quite good but chronicles is the best way to play it mm-hmm. so i feel like call yeah. of duty's had like a weird relationship with like dlc over the years but it's always a weird one but chronicles, yeah. chronicles is the most sort of uh anomalous bit of the mm. dlc because it's so much more like hey here's eight zombies maps go. yeah yeah like there's no there's no frills there's no rubbish there's no season pass part of it it's just mm-hmm. here's a dlc of you know exactly what you get yeah you know exactly what um mine would be the witcher 3 um i just after being genuinely blown away by hearts of stone and blood and wine blood and wine is nigh on a sequel to the witcher 3 in terms of the um the size of that map the amount of questions amount of content hashtag content that's in that dlc um they literally just did like a humongous amount of stuff um you know that is offered up as dlc but it's just the fact that like you know if you want to go on more adventures with Geralt, it's cool but toussaint the um the Area, area that you're in just looks gorgeous they sort of give it this kind of like um, ethereal like fairy tale kingdom look um, and it's just it's just a like both of those pieces are great Hearts of Stone is all about this immortal guy that's sick of uh, he once wished to be immortal and now that he is it's like the darker side of that where he's like all my loved ones have died and I'm just stuck and I can't die and it's just you have to try and help him to sort of uh, be free of his curse and there's multiple endings and stuff um, they're both great over the summer after Ghost of Shima, mm. I can actually give Witcher 3 another chance how far did you get the first time? Uh, I think I did up to the bloody Baron stuff. I did play for about Oh, so good. Hours. Did you get through the Baron stuff? Yeah, I got okay. the Baron stuff. But I was, I, um, I think I spent wrong. Like I wasn't, I didn't know where to find the good armor. So I could call Jester. Sort of gave up. Oh yeah, don't wear that stuff. Some of the, some of the, um, I forgot what they call them. Those like weird, like you said, like court Jester style uh, tops just look stupid on him because he's meant to be this like badass Witcher dressing like yeah, like some weird performer. Um, but yeah, look for the look for the bear armor, the Ursine armor. That's we'll the do. that's the good stuff. Um, next question from Alex Huberstee who says most people agree that the first three games in a series are considered the best and he cites Spyro, Crash and Sonic um, of those three series which games excluding excluding the first three do you think are the best or are your favourite and he mentioned Shadow the Hedgehog will forever hold a place in his heart you know what? I remember the first time I played Shadow the Hedgehog and obviously being like just <laughs> like being a bit younger and thinking oh it's like Sonic so radical man I, it's, it's one of those games I look back to and when people say oh it was absolutely terrible I'm like was was it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it being terrible. I, remember I never played it. it. Like yeah, there is one really easy answer to that, and that's Sonic Mania. 
Oh my god, yeah. Oh, that yeah. You Sonic won. Mania is arguably <laughs> better than the original. Film. I will say it is, yeah. Mainly because it, it has love, the best I love levels. Sonic two, two bits. Mm -hmm. I have played that game to death, but uh, Mania is better. Mm -hmm. uh, Benroy from Spyro Crash and Sonic. Outside of the first three, what do you think? Not played outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say outside of the first three by is usually time, where it gets worse. By the time Crash hit PS two. I was in there, um, I think I said, I said this, I was there in the stage like, I'm not playing these mascot things anymore. Wrath of Cortex. I've grown up I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I'm playing all these tactical <laughs> like Give me twin pistols. I, and yeah, Spyro, I didn't play Spyro 3 for years. I played one too. Uh, Sonic, I only ever played them on the Mega Drive, never touched them. Since. I played that dolphin, level, that whale level, in whatever game that was. Oh, Sonic, Sonic Adventure? Heroes, the big whale, oh, the big whale. You know the thing when the, you see the whale jumping over you. Is that not adventure? Oh no, the, sorry, that is adventure. The I very mean, beginning I mean, of the, yeah. the, 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 the opening, yeah, the opening of uh, Sonic Heroes has got loads of whales in it. Yes. Yeah, never interested in playing oh, them. Play Mania. Mania is perfect. Play Mania. I play Mania, but I don't want to go fast. Oh, you do. What, you so what do. Are you talking about the music's man. phenomenal. Bully Rigger. <laughs> no, that's crash. Look, if we're gonna, if, if I'm gonna mention, yeah, games in these series, Spyro I can't speak to. Although apparently, Year of the Dragon's not too bad. The one where they finally got Elijah Wood in and they did like teenage Spyro. Apparently, that's fine, but I never played it because, like you, I dropped. I didn't off. like Spyro when you weren't Spyro. I, I playing as that penguin dude. Recently, oh, he's great with the rocket in launchers the and stuff as a kid. Like this, give me the best thing ever. I was like. Garbage. It's not garbage. that bad, Benroy. The one with the um, the cannons on his shoulders. I wonder if that's inspired by the Doom guy. The, um, what, the Revenant? The Revenant. <laughs> Just like a Revenant penguin. <laughs> it's, it's so close. Put them next I to mean, each other. You could say that the flipping Blastoise was inspired by <laughs> the Revenant. Hey, if there's a through line there and some dev would like to point that out, that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that out this there. This conspiracy theory in gaming is Blastoise. Anything with twin Revenant. cannons is, uh, is coming from the Doom <laughs> Revenant. Um, yeah, so Spyro I can't speak to. Crash, um, Twin Sanity, I always thought was the only good after the original trilogy good crash um, although people like Josh and you and uh, recommend Wrath of Cortex the PS2 one but I was always I, like that was, you know, that was the first crash I played right yeah because people were like well it wasn't Naughty Dog I just Dog, love the but... ball levels I just thought they were really cool mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a good follow up if you didn't play the, the Naughty Dog ones or it's very much that formula continued I'm kind really of thing. surprised you haven't mentioned CTR even though it's not a platformer, Ooh. technically it counts. It's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's because it wasn't a platformer. Post-Crash Bash, every Crash game made me want to vomit until the new series. Crash Bash is a shout. Do you, okay. want, some, do you want some tribal tattoos on your arms, no. mate? <laughs> if I... If I I'm glad I waited to get tattoos because I would have pulled Randy Orton. Oh, that. that was such a weird stage where Crash became Kerry King from Slayer and just had tribal tattoos all over his arms. He, beca um, he became that really edgy Game Boy Advance SP, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's <laughs> that one SP with the tribal tattoos. Yeah, everyone knew one guy who thought he was oh, the coolest God. having a tribal I Game Boy Advance mm -hmm. SP. I wonder when Mario got that lasered off because he had that on his arm as well. <laughs> <laughs> and the marketing Mario was like, oh, oh yeah, he did, didn't yeah. he? What Mario did? Mario when they the when they were marketing yeah. that SP, Mario had it. Oh god, yeah, that was that was like 2007 energy, like the most. Well, yeah, we well, um, hasn't got it by Odyssey since he's running around shirtless, and there's no oh, tribal. God, on that. Yeah. but yeah, Sonic Mania, uh, Crash and Sandy, CTR, Crash Bash, and Spyro, maybe Year of the Skylanders, Dragon. Skylanders, mate. Skylanders, I guess, but he's all mutated. He's and a weird. In he's that. a goblin in that. It doesn't. Jeez. It doesn't look good. Uh, next question from a Phantom Philly G, who says um, he said all of the podcasts have made him. Think of a question: uh, Which games do we enjoy making our own fun in more than the intended game experience itself? Which Ooh. I makes me just think of GTA or just or Red Dead Two, to be honest. Um, I'm gonna go with Red Dead Two because the sheer level of animation priority in that game, the amount of things that they put in, the amount of uh, causal animations that come from NPCs. Like even if you just run into someone and they fall over and fall into three other people, and then they both fight each other because they think that they've started a fight with each other. Just watching that all unfold is way better than playing the moralistic high ground for me. Uh, Minecraft for me. Oh, just building my own creations for hours, and then like building a like 
uh, half scale of like the Golden Gate Bridge. Nice. But also back in the day when you had to use colored wool. So like the, the threat of it <laughs> maybe setting on fire if there's a thunderstorm. So oh, no. a thunderstorm Does Minecraft have like a defined path? Because that's all I've ever done is just mess around I mean, with no, it. There, there is, there, yes, there the is, Ender yeah. Dragon stuff. Like ah. there is a way to end game it in a way now. Right. Also when I had it first got up <coughs> my MacBook mm -hmm. back when um the early days of like when it was first popping off on YouTube, uh, just go into the far. I think they call it the far lands. Mm -hmm. oh, when, when the when it just got really like you go so far out that you can't render the world properly anymore. So it's like <laughs> it's um, all just like a big wall. It's, it's all like, broken. That's great. Post apocalyptic sort of thing in weird sort of mess. Mm -hmm. But just just going down and like you know, digging for hours in Minecraft and mm -hmm. building like the building Big Ben and building like beacons within forests and stuff like that. Just pure fun. I never did the Ender stuff. I just mean uh, my wife always just live in that world. Kind of like the way that they live in Inception where they just sort of build their own little world. So Me we and have my a little tree house. spent hours prepping for the Ender Dragon and actually beat it and it took a while but it was fun. I've heard I it's, it's, it's worthwhile. the Ender Dragon stuff. I would quite like to actually do a full mm. Minecraft campaign. We should, should we do that? Do a long, a long do, play. We do a massive long play on the channel. Grown men play Minecraft. I mean it's do you, do you, <laughs> have seen, have Minecraft seen... videos on YouTube won't work. <laughs> no that's insane. That's crazy. Um, I did I used to spend a lot of time in Forge on Halo okay. 3 trying to do stuff because obviously playing so many custom games with friends I was like I could do this is my kind of thing I could do this <laughs> and I just I could never click with the actual production process of doing mm -hmm. stuff on Forge mm -hmm. but kind of semi-cheating for this uh, Gary's mod Oh, okay. So much time just building crap in Gary's mod, <laughs> building rocket power bathtubs, and uh, downloading mods to build. <laughs> quite aptly build roller coasters out of like big uh, curved bits of road. You I love it. Like freeze into space and just mess around with. I spent hours just doing. Literally, obviously, you can play certain game modes like TTT and Prop Hunt and Gary's mod, but I genuinely just load into the default map and just piss around. Right. I love that you think like, over the years you were always trying to make Planet Coaster or something close <laughs> yeah. to that, and eventually like, trying a game. my best to find something <laughs> to scratch that itch. Before trying to make a roller coaster in Halo. So yeah, jumping with Forge, I actually mm. remember like playing a lot of that as well and making my maps. I recreated like a map called Blood Drive from Gears of War, which is really popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just recreate that I and um, tried Forge. to recreate two fort from Team Fortress Two in Minecraft. I didn't Show. get very far. With that. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, Minecraft is when it works is phenomenal the thing that made me give up was just that we had me and my wife had a lovely little house with a tree and everything we had a big tree house and then a little creeper just blew it up and I know that's like the thing that's the yeah. thing in Minecraft but it took everything Minecraft for me is one of those games I get that itch to go back to and I'll play it mm. for like six months solid and then I'll just stop <laughs> completely I'm currently in that stop yeah yeah you've kind of got to ration it out yeah. um, next question from Nicholas Coombs who says create an Avengers like team up of video game characters and his suggestion is War from Darksiders Jack Cooper uh, with BT from Titanfall 2 Sam Gideon from Vanquish and Kratos from God of War have fun now I think this is quite hard to do off the top of your head but um, I will throw together Dante and Bayonetta I'm basically just going to think of the, the platinum heroes all together um, so um, I definitely want Dante and Bayonetta yeah. to be Together. Get 2B in there as well. 
Oh, oh! If you had what Dante, Bayonetta, and Master Chief all hanging together, maybe get Sonic in there. So I'm thinking of people with powers rather than just like mm. a man with gun. So Sonic could be fast. <laughs> like you could have like Marcus Phoenix in there as like say Oops. the one gun man. Like, but you want someone who's like a bit more strong. Like I think Sonic could be a good fit in this. Yeah, we don't have anyone that can really fly. Bayonetta can get up there, but I don't know if she can stay in the air. I think I she know, can. Tails. <laughs> for tails at the top, you can tell people where to go and what to kill. Um, yeah, I can't think of more. CJ from San Andreas with the jetpack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you did a, a GTA Avengers combo, if you combine like Claude with Tommy Vassetti and uh, yeah, CJ, Nico's just complaining in the corner because yeah. no one ever wants to do what the he wants to do. Everyone's on the phone. <laughs> on the phone for want to go bowling. Um, next question from a Funny Boy who says, what two video game worlds would you want to combine and then live in? Love you all. Thank you very I much. Actually, I actually uh, had an answer for the live team in. question. Oh, bring on your team of questions, I sir. Would have, I would have said uh, Gordon Freeman. Yes, of course. Uh, the Doom Slayer. Oh, Doomsday's uh, a god. And uh, Elizabeth from Bioshock, keeping them both stocked. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure that they don't get too carried away. Yeah. Yeah, be sure when they are warping between different places. Um, in terms of different worlds that I would mash together, I don't know what would complement each other. I know, but I don't want to live in these worlds, I don't think. Control mm. when Alan Wake, make it happen. I want it to be real. <laughs> They're pretty much the, the same cinematic universe. world anyway. I'm just uh, saying on this platform that I want it more real. Please. You would like to go to the, what do you call that place? The unknown house or something? Uh, the largest house. The largest house? house? It's, not, it's not the largest It's the house, something house, the one that's the transforming house from Control. You should know this. With uh, extended creepy spectral stuff from Alan Wake um, I don't know what world I would like to live in as a game as a game world I would like to live in something is malicious it like, is it you'd like to live in yeah it's what two worlds would you mush together and then and then live in so it's Ooh. gonna it has to <laughs> it has to be nice after being combined and then live in it so I don't know I would think of something more luscious I'd probably pick Toussaint from The Witcher um, even though outside of the main kingdom it's the peasantry is very high and it might be very disease ridden but it's very luscious in the main bit so I don't know. Maybe this question is oldest, just too hot. Really oldest bad. house. The was. oldest house. Uh, game world, game world. Maybe something from, maybe something from Crash because it's nice there. And something <laughs> else is nice. Plenty of apples. Just Mushroom Kingdom. Just let me, yeah. just let me do, let me go go-karting and play some party games, play some tennis and, you know, chill out. Or do you combine it with, or combine it with Doom? So every now and then you get sick of it and you can just go on a big old every, massacre. All of a sudden revenants turn up. <laughs> alongside that penguin along, from Spyro alongside, 3. Alongside the penguin and Blastoise. <laughs> yeah. all, all the that's the Avengers team. That's that's your Avengers team. Mate, I'm thinking Mushroom Kingdom and the world of Hitman because I can just throw spanners at people's heads. Oh. If there's something I could play, I'd love to merge the worlds of Spider-Man PS4 in Split Second and swing Ooh. around and explode, literally explode <laughs> city. It sounds like a beautiful thing. Uh, we have another question from Phantom Philly G. Thank you very much for submitting more than one. Um, why don't we have more Bond games separate from the films? Um, he said, it's such a good franchise. It would work so well in video games. And he just says that, you know, you can combine so many different eras and different countries. Um, your own 007, may, why not have different stealth and driving and gadgets and action? It could be first or third person. There are so many options. I think this is because once Activision gave up the license, it's sort mm. of gone like they've been more focused on trying to make the Bond brand more like mature again. Like it's mm. all like marketing with Heineken and stuff like that and really expensive watches and stuff like that. I don't think they're as interested at the moment in making a Bond game and the last few didn't really like sort of strike it hot. I think that's, no, I think yeah. that's the main thing, even though like obviously you say about immaturity, like there is this amazing maturity to certain games now and they could do a Bond yeah, game. Yeah, like a like, really good super one. Super serious. Like you could do something like in terms of like third person shooting, you could do something like Naughty Dog-esque with that kind of aesthetic, that mm. kind of uh, approach to stories and stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's mainly down to the fact that 
the IP just doesn't get as much traction in games anymore. It reminds me of um, the same way that EA treated Star Wars, where like um, before the exclusivity deal, like in the 2000s with Bond, there were so many awesome games, like Agent of Fire, Nightfire, Everything or Nothing. I even quite liked the Quantum of Solace game because it was the Call I of Duty 4 I nearly engine. Got, I nearly got that for the Wii. Yeah, I used to be a sucker <laughs> for that thing that Rainbow Six Vegas started to do, where it's first-person combat and third-person um, third person taking cover. Shout, I would like to shout out for more things like even though it wasn't the best, Golden Eye Rogue Agent, where they did <laughs> Goldfinger Doctor. He has a golden eye. And Francisco Scaramanga together. It's a super <laughs> organization of all the, some of the biggest Bond villains mm-hmm. that came down. I would like a Bond Chronicle game. Just, just Okay. Just, uh, they did it before. Mm. Activision did it here a few, but give me bits from every film and just bring it in there and sort of thing. And, that's a new basis to yeah. I think you wait now until Craig's out and you've got a new face to bring in. Yeah, I think a lot of the turnaround on the movie side um, impacts the game dev. Like, obviously, if you're going to do a big AAA game, you need like a three or five year dev cycle. And I don't know if that lines up with the way that they plan the Bond movies. I also do think there is like, they like marketing themselves mm. high end products. And like, I know games are highly great, but I think people behind Bond maybe don't see it that way. They're too old and they don't play. That's how they are quite ancient, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if they did a Bond uh, remastered package, like uh, everything or nothing. Like I said, all those games from the 2000s, oh, so just put them do, in they one They did thing. do Goldeneye Reloaded, but that didn't really get... Nah, and that was like really with, with Craig instead. Kind of it was a bit meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could have been better. Um, next question from Jem Duduku, who says, really love your podcast. It's like sitting with mates whenever I listen to it. Thank oh. you very much. Um, question, what TV series could be turned into a video game and what genre would that video game be? Ooh. Which makes me think, not that I'm recommending it, but that's, this reminds me of the Narcos game, which turned out like an XCOM game, which I didn't see coming. And it's, it makes you want to buy it, even though the reviews were terrible. Breaking Bad. Give How me, would you do Breaking Bad? I would do it sort of like, so not not open world, but it's sort of like restricted open world where mm. you're going from bit to bit and you've got to like, there's a lot of sneaking around in Breaking Bad and like make it, and cooking, let's, let's cook. And like <laughs> cooking mini game. In the desert, it's like, like cooking mama. Like Breath of the yeah. Wild. With meth. <laughs> I would Wait, take Walter that. White's cooking mama. Yeah, I did, for me, like my, um, my favorite shows are Breaking Bad. I absolutely adore The Shield. Um, and there was, a, there was a Shield video game came out in the year when the 24 game came out. Um, which is just a standard third-person shooter. Um, and I don't. I think if you're going to do a S.H.I.E.L.D. game, you'd have to do it uh, super intense. It needs to be something with lots of branching paths, because um, in that show, if I totally recommend the S.H.I.E.L.D. 100 million percent, um, but in that show, they get into increasingly, uh, as I say, morally great, just straight-up dark territory, where they're stealing drugs or killing people or whatever. This group of um, police officers that are doing as much as they can to get a take and take money for themselves um, and forever skirting the law, and they just keep getting into deeper and deeper territory. And it's like, eventually, they're going to get find out found out um, and you would need something like that where you have all these different choices of like do you want to take the money do you want to get rid of this witness do you want to plant evidence on a corpse to pretend that actually this is how this thing went down um la noir style but with really good shooting and with lots of dialogue options and uh, crime scenes to sort of manipulate let's oh sorry I was, let's try game of thrones again now it's all out there <laughs> give yeah. me give, give me like just do witcher game of thrones but i also want to be able to fight the big zombie battles i want to mm. i want to take my sword to some zombies yeah you're not slap wrong them about, slap them about mm-hmm I think um, mainly based because it's on what I'm rewatching at the moment and also because it's original uh, property. It was spun off from, hasn't had a great time with games mm-hmm. apart from its most recent VR title. I would love to see, yeah, I would love to see a survival horror, almost like Resident Evil 2 remake or even 7-esque Torchwood game. 
Oh, oh, you've just got me there excited. He is. There we go. I'm back in now. <laughs> yeah. All right, lad. So John Barrowman, let's go. <laughs> Give me a bit of John. Um, Big bad Barrow. Because like they could take because because I'm watching rewatching Torchwood at the minute. Which have you ever seen Torchwood? I've not. I know it's a big I deal. Think you should watch it. Okay. I feel like you might like it. They solve uh, every mission by just shagging the alien. <laughs> shagging. Let's just shag him. Like Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Doctor Who. <laughs> um, but if you if you plopped John Barrowman like with the with ever with the rest of the cast on the comms. And he's like trapped in like a space with an alien, and it plays out like Resi, almost like Resi Two meets Alien Isolation, and you have this sort of survival horror thing Ooh. with like puzzles and shooting, and you've got this this horrific creature because obviously with Torchwood they made it a lot darker, a lot scarier. Hmm. Like two of the episodes of season one are back Cy- to back. Cyber Woman is really naff. I like that. The episode, <laughs> the episode after Cyberwoman, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one with the girl and the pixies that they yeah. take her away. And then the one after that is the one of just weird serial killers doing it for fun. Like those two episodes in, in Torchwood are proper harrowing. That sounds crazy. It's like, it's season cool. two where they go to the, the house in the field and then all these people are just cannibals. That's season one. That's what I mean. That's country, also, countryside. Okay, that, um, that was a legit... Like, genuinely, it's like, okay. it's, it, it finished the episode and it was like, I've, I, I've, I'm have i scared. And also <laughs> really turn, uh, but no, I think if they did something like that, like mm. a proper full on, like they just go, similar to what they did with Torchwood, they just went balls to the wall, mm-hmm. we're gonna just do gross, sweary, sexy stuff. Let's yeah. do that in a game. Just give, just give Capcom the Torchwood license <laughs> and get John Barrowman in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you could sprinkle in bits when John Barrowman, inter- I'm just kidding, John Barrowman, interacts with the Doctor, so bring him back for like, say some of the big episodes of Doctor Who when he's going against Dalek and stuff, just as a like, sprinkle Just as a little thing, yeah, like a like, DLC a thing. A raid boss. How yeah. do you do the, how do you do the episode where the, Shag gas goes into people. Shag gas. <laughs> gas Gen- genuinely, people. episode. Uh, Do they get, episode, they get episode horny one, gas? Yeah. No, it's episode two. It's episode two. Episode one is day oh, one, the one with suit yeah, with Susie. Episode two, yeah. episode two is literally a, ga- a, a meteorite hits Earth. This gas comes out, takes over a girl, and the only way the the, the way this alien stays alive <laughs> is with orgasmic energy. Why? Why is this, this show? Woman, this this girl literally goes around shagging guys and okay. they explode into and dust. I'm and guessing that, a man wrote that, this. Was, that episode was written by the incumbent showrunner of Doctor Who, Chris Chibnall. Of course it he was. He wrote the episode about a go- about an alien that shags people. Well, Great. The, this episode, the, that they, the reason how they find out that it's actually the shagging is because there's a guy watching CCTV footage. He's uh-huh. beating his in, meat, isn't he? In, uh, oh, what? What? Yeah. It's, 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 what, is it, what is it? Touchwood? It's proper like, right, this, by the way, everyone, this isn't Doctor Who. We need to make sure this isn't Doctor Who. Oh, here's, here's this bloke getting his neck bitten open and blood everywhere okay. and it's just like yes now there's an alien shagging people and someone in but the yeah, Torchwood in, game good someone in the um, the pitch room was like can we get some shag gas what, what? Shag gas? just put it in shag gas that's yeah, all I need there's, there's a lot of shagging in Torchwood good um, so a final couple of questions uh, Dom1582 did we do this one what trend do you think video games missed out on for him personally hearing that GTA 6 might be based on the drug cartel he thinks that the narcos period obviously the show from Netflix um, has already been and gone um, thanks for helping on his walk back home from work anytime sir um, so yeah I mean I guess in terms of trend Friends, the main thing, I don't know, was shared universes for the long time. And I remember there was an interview with Hideki, um, Hideki Kamiya um, from Platinum who said that he wanted to do a Dante meets Bayonetta game a few years ago, yeah. um, which never got off the ground. So for me, there's not that many trends in entertainment overall because I don't know if like, it stands out as shared universes stand out from the last couple of years. Cover-based shooters was a big thing for a while. Like everyone mm. get behind a wall and shoot some stuff. That was in gaming though. I guess he means like wider sort of like cultural trends or things that cross in like TV or in entertainment in general that, he think, that you think games could cash in on or get in on. Oh, okay, yeah. 
There's not that like for That's me. It's quite tough, actually. Yeah, there's yeah. not that many that it feels everyone's running with. For a while, the the Netflix style show, the sort of like color drained uh, David Fincher esque color palettes was in for a while. But I mean, we had that in gaming with Heavy Rain and Ellie Noir and like detective fiction. So I don't know. But I guess in terms of if it was going to be shared universes, I would take more crossovers because reading yeah, about that Dante Bayonetta be thing was insane. Cool. I mean, just the idea of, especially with like IPs existing in the same mm. universe, like there are times where that has happened. Mm-hmm. You've got like Half-Life and Portal that take place in the same universe. Yeah. Which got tied together during, um, I think, episode one. Do you think as well um, that they'll... still haven't seen it properly, like actually properly mm. intertwined. That's what we're waiting for. So Alex next week. Do you think um, eventually they'll do more Crash Spyro turnover stuff? Because like Spyro's in Crash Team Racing and both those games, as we saw before we came in, are still in the top 10 or whatever it is selling games yeah, of the, in February be, in the yeah, UK. Yeah, publisher, like, crossing things over. I think it's intriguing to see whether the Insomniac Spider-Man plays into Avengers or if there's mm. any kind of link between those two things. Yeah, because when um, Brian Interhar from uh, Insomniac said that because of the way that, like, they when they had these initial conversations about them doing Spider-Man, it was like, you guys are the beginning of rolling all of that stuff out. And it was like this sort of conversation. We did a news video on it a while ago. Mm. Um, that, like, yeah, if Spider-Man landed well, which obviously it did, um, that could be the birth of, like, what might become known as the MGU, the Marvel Depends Gaming on Universe. on how Avengers is going to be, because I think yeah. as time has gone on, we're all sort of like, yeah, okay. This, like, I mean, I, I'm looking at it like, this looks pretty bog standard. Yeah, a little bit. Really? A little bit. Uh, it kind of needs like some sort of game mechanic we haven't seen before. Not just, here's the God of War hammer and here's the Batman combat. Like, why don't you do cool, something else? Bro. Ben Roy, my friend, do you have any video game trends you'd like to see in game? Oh, no. Any trends in general you'd like to see in gaming? And it can't be Resident Evil. I was... I, I, <laughs> well, Mia Jovovich is not a trend. Uh... No. Maybe not. It's a very hard question. Maybe I we'll mean, revisit it I mean, in the future. It's sort of mirroring what we said earlier. You could maybe say, like, kind of like the Bond reboot stuff, like doing mm. more movie stuff now. Because mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like if they gave stuff, not even necessarily as movie tie-in games, because we we know they only land every so often, but mm-hmm. just doing stuff within those cinematic universes we know of in uh, in cinema, and mm-hmm. just bring them to games and extend, like, do more with that license, kind of like how they did the Thing game, kind of yes. like how we're getting the Potter RPGs. Oh, like, do give a Thing us, game. Give us stuff in those worlds. Just just add to it. Yeah. Like, you okay. know. Totally. I... I- you can watch any film ever. I want to be able to play any game ever next year. <laughs> and I know that's kind of happening with Xbox, but I want to be able to play Jello Power Battles on a PS5. Oh, the, the thing, I, I joked <laughs> um, that I'm buying a PS5 to play Simpsons Hit and Run, because if it's fully backwards compatible, then assumedly you'll be able to put any disc in it. That's the thing, like, we, I, we still have a PS2 at home. Right. Big old fat PS2, beautiful thing. Uh-huh. But it's also like... Also, it means that the games won't run like bum because this thing is really quite <laughs> bum old. Running. Like playing um, Spider-Man 2, I don't know whether it's just the copy I've got, but Spider-Man 2 is a bit iffy. I got the original Half-Life on it and it's a bit iffy. Mm. But like if I, could, if I bung those into a PS5 and it just does the job, I'm yeah. like, ooh. If, yes. it, if it sort of, I don't know, like frees up the frame rate in some ways, upgrades it in ways that we never thought we wanted. If there's some way to give me a version of Hit and Run that is substantially awesome in 2020 this or 2021. The audio is pretty awesome anyway, but yeah. I know what you mean. I know it could be even mean. better though. Again, we could do a whole separate part on like PS1, PS2 games. games. We want to play on the PS5. I want to play Headhunter, as I recommended, was reminded of that the other day. Um, but yes, head over to uh, Twitter. You can use the hashtag WCGP to leave us your own questions and thoughts, and we'll get to them in the future. For now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Goodbye. And Rich Hudson. Goodbye. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Shag gas. Shagging gas. Hang on, Collins. Rumpy Pumpy. We're swapping it over this time. (laughs) Gas shag. Shagging salmon. (laughs) 